Food, finance, and politics, and basically whatever I want to talk about. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Wiseology. Another great week. Um, I want to get back to one of my favorite topics, and which is political hypocrisy, which bleeds over to the media world, but we're not really going to get into that because we all know what the media are about. Right or left, center, it doesn't matter. I don't want to talk to you about it. Do you all remember when Trump was going through his um, second impeachment hearings when uh, peak of COVID, peak of COVID, uh, because as you all know, according to the current president, no one had access to um, a vaccine shot until after he became president, which we all know is bullshit, but that's what they do. Anyway, the second impeachment hearing after the riot was caused by directly Donald Trump and all of his uh, minions, because we all know that he did it. He outright created a resurrection and a revolution. But moving on, during the, during the hearings, it was standing room only in, in Congress. It was standing room only in the House of Representatives. They couldn't get more people in there even though they were all shell-shocked and very afraid of the what could have happened to them during um, the revolt, the revolt of 2021, which will go down in the, in, in, in the history books forever. Um, but they couldn't, they, it, was, it was the safest place in the world, even though they had the whole place walled around and the, the whole, um, you know, the perimeter of the building. They were all there. They were in their masks. They were in their masks because the people have to understand that COVID's killing. And we have vaccine, but they were all vaccinated. They have all been vaccinated. I don't know the exact timing, but they were on their way. If they weren't 100 percent, they were pretty they were pretty close to it. And the Senate, the same thing. Come on down. They went 100 for 100, 100 people in there to view this crammed into the room, breaking all the social distancing. It was so important to to hook this guy for a second impeachment that we're going to risk our lives. It's so important that we're going to jump in the room together and we're going to run the risk of getting COVID. Most of those people are dinosaurs, so I get it. They're high risk. Anyway, let's fast forward to Joe Biden, President Biden's speech to Congress. He got up there and he said, or the day before, by the way, he came out into the Rose Garden and he said, look, the CDC has changed their guidelines. If you are with other vaccinated people and you're outdoors or indoors and it's only vaccinated people, you don't need to wear your masks. Masks, And you can congregate with like-type individuals, meaning vaccinated people can't intermix with non-vaccinated people. The horror. Anyway, but we can have transgender bathrooms. So it doesn't know, you know, you don't know what sex is going in, but you can, you can co-mingle in the bathrooms. With or without a mask. Anyway, I digress. So they go and they and and, and they're having this nice little speech, but only two hundred people are welcome. The day after he said that you can wear masks, not wear masks, congregate with like vaccinated people. He goes and he gives this wonderful speech in front of two hundred people, 
the 200 people that were so fortunate to get invited, they're all socially distanced in the room. They've all been vaccinated. 200 people were only allowed. That was the max capacity they were going to do. And they were spaced six feet apart. I don't understand, Mr. President. Why? If you said the day before, the CDC said, if you're all vaccinated, you can all be together and you don't need to social distance and you don't need to wear your masks. So you give this whole speech. You've told the world that you've vaccinated everybody or anyone that has wanted the vaccine to date. And then at the end, at the end of your little speech, when you were glad handing with all the sycophants that just want to be close to the president, social distancing wasn't an issue then. You can bump hands, you can walk around, hey, how you doing, how you doing, ah, we really screwed the GOP on this one, ba, 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 ba. whatever, 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 we got to end racism, yeah, you're right about that racism, racism thing, I mean, these, these, these Jim Crow methods that are being used all over the country, horrible, horrible, the, the, the shock. Tim Scott makes a great speech, a great speech, doesn't spend more than two minutes even alluding to some form of criticism of, of the current administration, but he really talks more about the problems of the country and how to address collectively dealing with them, with, with, with bipartisanship. And what is, the Repu- what is the media's response and the Democratic Party's, uh, Party's response to that? They use racism to basically say that he's wrong. They become racist to point out or to, to, to try to attempt to diffuse or delegitimize what he said. The guy said he went from the cotton fields to Congress. His grandfather got to see that. And his father. And the guy's a man of faith. He started working as a kid in in a Chick-fil-A. He didn't say that in the speech, but he had mentors that helped him. And he's a successful, contributing, positive influence in his community, in his state. He only spoke about coming together in a bipartisan way, but more importantly, a, a human way. And the media, the the media and the Democratic Party going off on him, saying that the GOP is using him as a black pawn and all this other crap. The only way the Democratic Party gets to stay in power is by keeping people down. Give them free money. Don't enable them to do better or to better their own lives. Give them money, make them more dependent on the government, not less dependent. The idea is to empower everyone, every color, every race, every creed, every size, every shape. That's the idea. The American dream, right? Instead, everyone's applauding, paying, spending more money on people that don't live here or that aren't citizens here versus people that are it's backwards and to use racism to denigrate someone 
who 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 is against all odds, I guess, according to the Democrats, has made it and 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 didn't let racism get in his way, whether he experienced it or not. He looks forward. He's not looking in the rearview mirror all the time, which is what the government keeps doing in order to promote their story, which is flawed. You need to empower people. So the hypocrites that talk about we have to end racism use racism to to empower and embolden their cause. You know what? Racism's a horrible thing. I get it. You know what? There are, there are, there are hundreds of thousands, if not millions of, of white Americans, Caucasian Americans in the middle of the country that are dying of drug overdoses. Where is all the uproar and the outrage of all the whites that are dying? It doesn't exist because you know why? It doesn't win elections. Pandering to ethnic groups, by the way, doesn't win elections. Policy wins elections. Execution wins elections. Defunding the police does not win elections. They're not like they're, they're not some they're not some mandate that you use to win an election and then you go on about doing other things. It's a it's a completely false narrative. You came into office, you said I'm going to be a unifying force. And Tim Scott said it great. You know what? Prior to Joe Biden, all the COVID relief bills, the payroll relief, it was all approved in a bipartisan manner. He tried to, Tim Scott tried to introduce twice police reform bills with bipartisan support, or he thought he had it, and they used the filibuster, the old Jim Crow method in Congress of shutting it down. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but those proposals were brought up last year and the year before. Now, all of a sudden, when the Democrats used the filibuster to block that police reforming um, proposed law into action, the filibuster was used. They used the Jim Crow uh, policy of filibuster to stop it from going through. But now, they don't want the filibuster anymore. All the people that promote the race hate they use it at their will to get their way. It's nothing more than a power grab, and they think the last thing of hope are riots, discourse, and making feel people worse about themselves. They don't need to be feel worse about themselves. Everyone's coming off a year where they feel like shit, or a year and a half. Make them feel better. And by the way, sending out $4,000 checks, $5,000 checks, when the money's gone... They're, they're no better. They might have nicer clothes. They might have eaten at a couple of nice restaurants, maybe taken a nice trip, new Samsung TV, you know, whatever it is. Hopefully so those people put that money to work, paying paying their bills. But it's their money. They can do what they want. Those effects are very, um, I don't know, they're very faint. They won't last very long. And it's not going to solve racism in this country and erasing history will also not solve racism or many other problems in fact we need to embrace our history the shame in it the glory in it whatever it is but because if we erase history 
which is what the Democrats also want to do. They're hypocritical. If you erase history, you will make the same mistakes over and over and over again. That's not just in America. That's everywhere. You need to learn from your mistakes. So if you take it out of the schools, because you don't want people to know about that, how do we know how we got from A to Z if you cut out the other 24 letters of the alphabet? Good, bad, or indifferent. Just because the Holocaust was a horrible event doesn't mean it didn't happen. And by saying it didn't happen, which is what most people... There are a lot of people today. Deshaun Jackson. (laughs) He didn't even know what the, the Holocaust was. But he knows what slavery is. If you don't teach people about things, you don't learn. Good, bad, or indifferent. Anyway, the Democrats are supposed to be about educating and about fairness, and they're not. They're hypocritical. They're the the most hypocritical people on the planet. And I'm not talking about Democratic voters. I'm talking about the, the Democrat career politicians. You know what? You don't like Republicans? I get it. But they don't change your tune based on poll numbers. Well, you're going to see what's going to happen in 2022, and it's it's going to be it's going to be a a horrible day of reckoning. James Carville gets it. The, the the Democrats, if they keep pandering to to issues that don't really matter to Americans, and I'm not saying racism doesn't matter, but they keep beating the racism thing with a dead horse. And there are plenty of people that don't feel that the crisis of racism exceeds any other crisis that's going on here. It's a horrible thing and again we should live in a colorblind env- environment. But it's changing. We've made a lot we've made a lot of progress. We continue to make progress. But there's no reason to fan the flames of hate. You you're, you're promoting equality, peace, unity. But you say that out of one side of your mouth, but you're all hypocrites and you do something else. So there we are. <laughs> there we are. There we are. Um, hopefully, um, he'll change his ways between now and and he loses Congress in two years or a year and a half. But that's happening. That's a done deal. Anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll talk about finance uh, in the next couple of weeks. A solid Olympic ten. Absolute zero. Food, finance, and politics, and basically whatever I want to talk about.